I say ladies and gentlemen way too much. That is just a polite greeting. I am saying it is me, your host, Captain Boring. It is the man, the myth, the legend unveiling a brand new nickname right now. It is R B three ladies and gentlemen absolutely love it it is not cfp insider roberto but rb3 how you doing you know i'm hanging in there uh right before christmas you know i feel like everyone's on autopilot but uh now's the time of year where it's okay to be on autopilot so um you get all your christmas shopping done or you still got more to do uh, I got most. I got pretty much all of it done. If anything, it would just be like some small stuff that I'm not gonna think about until like Christmas Eve, and I'm like, why didn't I think about this like super small thing that I can get at Walmart for a dollar? Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, it's always the small stuff. It's like when you go on vacation and you like forget your toothbrush or socks or underwear, and you're like, oh, what is that? Squeaker. Oh. She got the squeaker out of the toy. I'm like, what is? Oh, man, they, they just God, want it so please. bad. They <laughs> want it so bad. Um, for all, all of those wondering, Admiral, you like that? Is claims that he is somewhere, but he's not anywhere for me to let him in. So, um, when he gets in the chat we will most certainly let him in robert let's start with some news that i don't think has been broken yet um we'll get to some michigan news in just a second um so let's start yeah i have no idea where this where simeon thinks he is but it, it, it's not in our chat <laughs> All right, Oregon State and Washington State are near an agreement to join the West Coast Conference as affiliate members, sources say. Oregon State and Washington State are near an agreement to join West Coast Conference as as affiliate members next year in multiple sports, most notably men's and women's basketball. So it really doesn't affect football because they're going to do affiliate membership with Mountain West next year uh, for all of those. But the West Coast Conference, um, that house is like Gonzaga, right? That's a horrible idea. There's no football schools in there. Well, but it, it it's. I think it's. Uh, let let me keep reading here. I I don't think it's for football. I think it's I six think, game. While the Beavers and Cougars game against Mountain West schools in football will not count towards conference standings, there is an expectation their games will count towards standings in other sports, for other sports in the WCC. Um, They're in agreement similar to ones reached to play the Mountain West to play six football games against Mountain West teams next year. Yeah, so it's not for football, but it's for other sports outside of football i mean but still that's a huge step down like they should have just went to the mountain west because i mean yeah for basketball like saint mary's and gonzaga are usually pretty good but pepperdine and san diego san francisco soccer pacific port like it's for soccer. that's yeah but that's like a very that's not even a lateral move. That's a very 
regressive, regressive move. Respectively, for every other sport except for basketball, I think that was a good move for them. For, like, baseball know. and soccer and stuff? Yeah. Because that's what there's... <coughs> from what I know of the WCC, I think they're pretty good. They're, like, top of the table, not necessarily the best, but top of the table as far as all the other little sports goes. And more realistically, they're all in the same area. So there's not a ton of traveling. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense in terms of travel. Um, basketball, college basketball, sure. Kind of, I, I think that, I mean, when's the last time that Washington State or Oregon State were really good at college basketball? But and, and not to be rude to Robert, Robert, you're also not wrong, though. At all. It's, I mean, I like I get the logistics said. point of it. Like, it's not as I mean, bad as what you make it sound like, but it's also pretty bad. Like you're going from from a power you're going, five, you're five an interior two. power five conference to a non-major. Where yeah. you only exist because Gonzaga shows up every year. I mean, this is like Michigan going to the A10. That's a great example. Michigan like, would but, lose in the I, A10. I, I, well, yeah, but <laughs> I, I, maybe not the A10, but it's something similar to I don't like the MIAC, the Mid Atlantic Atlantic. Yeah, or uh, like the Patriot League might be a better example. Yeah, something yeah, that, that something that elite shows up, you know. And uh, ladies, despite... and... yeah, don't say yeah. it. Don't say it. I I, I told yeah. you today. Don't say, ladies and gentlemen. And what was you? I join, and you say, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because and you missed my opening. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Admiral, you like that has joined us. He told me not to say, ladies and gentlemen, so much. Again, I'm just a polite person, and I'm respecting people's. Uh, I'm not. I I can't even say I'm respecting people's pronouns because that's not true anymore, is it? No, 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 it's not. Anyway, you he are is with insulting us. everyone. Yeah, it's fine, but I'm an equal opportunity insulter. Admiral, turn your mic up just a tad bit. Uh, Admiral, also, you missed. I unveiled Roberto's new nickname. One, two. Oh, Private Boring. Um, no, I, it is not that. However, Private Boring is fine. He can go by Private Boring. He is a third... So he is actually technically RB3, which I think is just... Wait, crazy. you're a third? Yeah, yeah, see? And I told him he should have led with this information when I first met him. Hi, yeah. my name's Robert. I'm a third. My initials Robert are Bainbridge RB3. Robert Bainbridge the third. Yes. Gotta lead with that, my dude. I'm not... So Would then I said a... okay. that I should be CB3. CFB3. CFB3. CB3. That is... Okay. Yep, Robert, you done messed up. That is brilliant. CFB3. CFB3. Uh, so... What is... Uh, can we... Sorry, breaking yeah, news. Can we no, know your okay. middle name? Are we allowed to? Is that information you're comfortable sharing? People are weird about their middle names sometimes. Uh, it's William. Oh, that would have been great if it was yeah. like Frederick or something. Because then it no. would have been exactly spot on. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been RBF3. 
That's excellent. Yeah, yeah that would have been. Um, All right. I, Here, here's some other news. Um, Robert, you broke this to me today. Michigan receives N- NCAA notice of allegations for, drum roll, please. No, uh, it's not for the alleged advanced scouting, sign stealing. This is actually notice of allegations uh, by the football staff during the COVID-19 recruiting dead period. This all goes back to Harbaugh's ham burger quote-unquote incident um it is for not a cheeseburger Derek Crawford NCAA vice president of hearing operations said in the statement go f yourself dude (laughs) you got away with it if it was a cheeseburger but since it was a hamburger (laughs) respectfully go f yourself what are we even doing here if this isn't if this isn't the NCAA going after Michigan I don't mean to be this guy Yes, you do. But I'm going to be. This is this is the NCAA just going after Michigan because they can. I thought we were over this. No, we're not. Because remember, this goes back where they agreed to four games. The NCAA and Michigan agreed to four games. And then the infraction committee, which is part of the NCAA, ladies and gentlemen, comes back and says, no, no, we don't want that. So then Michigan suspends Jim for three games, the first three games. And then they're coming back around. So according to sources, Wolverines coach Jim Harbaugh, who may or may not be there by the time these allegations even come to fruition, faces a level one violation for allegedly not cooperating with or misleading NCAA investigators about alleged violations. There's a lot of alleged in there, too, for him to be facing a level one. Michigan also faces four (laughs) level two violations, which are considered less serious Michigan in August self uh, imposed a three game suspension on Harbaugh as to start the season, as well as one game suspension over Sharon Moore. So let's not forget that, that Sharon was also suspended to start the season. Um, the self-imposed penalties enact enacted to soften the impact of the NCAA's punishment came shortly after the NCAA's infraction committee did not improve ne- negotiated resolution involving Harbaugh that would have resulted in a four game suspension. So this is kind of like when um, the NCAA says, we don't want kids to transfer twice. The second time they transfer, they have to have a penalty and then athletes or people or somebody sues the NCAA over this. And then the NCAA says, you know what? We're going to join your lawsuit to sue ourselves, um, which I think is just fantastic and just puts a neat bow on just how messed up the NCAA is. So, um, Admiral, we heard you. CFB3, any thoughts on this or should we keep on moving on? Before you say that, the... The level two infractions, which include, thank you, Adam Rittenberg, for this, by the way. We should give sources. That's what we're reading right now. Um, Which include an, quote, off-the-field analyst allegedly being involved in on-field coaching activities, end quote. That is what the level two violations include. So dude was working through practices with an 18-year-old when he wasn't allowed to be. How dare you? Number one, how dare you? 
Robert, what are your thoughts? Uh, let us also not forget that the president of the NCA has come out and said that he would like to start a, another division of college football where they make their own recruiting rules. So why are we even enforcing these ones if you want to go and create something else? Because those but, ones haven't I mean, existed yet. It's just, it's just kind of, it's just dumb. If I'm Michigan, I'm waiting until the 89th day to respond because the NCAA would still have to do 60 days to respond to that. <laughs> so, I mean, why not just drag it out those three months? Just, you know. Be as petty as possible. Oh, 100%. You're doing literally everything they ask you to do, and they're just being asses about it. So, so th- this is the NCAA, if anyone remembers, if anyone watched Jimmy Neutron, uh, I don't, we only watched it as our friend's house because we, we weren't fancy and, and had cable because my mother didn't want our brains to rot. Well, um, mission uh, not accomplished. Uh, brains were rotted anyway. Um, you know the monkey that popped up with three eyes? Hi, say this? I'm Paul. Yeah, that's the NCAA. Just <laughs> popping up out of nowhere. Hi, I'm Paul. You're suspended. That's a for great no reference. Um, Robert, that's a great thing. Um, 10 out yeah, of 10. They want Look to at you. Make- Wait, hold on. Micaiah <laughs> was just not boring for the first time in this history. Second time in the history of this podcast. Ten, we great job. I'm in danger. Great job. <laughs> Continu- continue on, uh, Robert. That was great. You bring it up about uh, the NCAA and the new president wanting that new subdivision. 100. percent Like this is going to get so messy. This goes back to the the NCAA wants to protect the two time transfers in this 14 day restraining order period in their lawsuit. So in order to protect the kids, they're just going to sue, join the suit against themselves in order to do that. When in reality, to protect those kids, they could just not enforce this this time. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so messed up. All right. Um, let's, um, let's do some of this. And let's move on. Coaching carousel news since we last left you. Jeff... Uh, Chokegate, Texas's D co-defensive coordinator who led Montana State to back-to-back FCS uh, playoff appearances for Montana State in 18 and 19, then jumped to Texas and has been the inside linebackers coach since 2021, is taking over the Nevada coaching job from Ken Wilson, who was just downright awful. Gerard Parker... The Notre Dame offensive coordinator will take over from John Summerall at Troy. Um, Parker is a natural fit for the Trojans program that has had success hiring coaches from the same tree. Parker worked for Neil Brown at West Virginia, John Summerall at Tulane, um, who he replaced uh, during his during John Summerall's time at Troy. Brown and Summerall combined for five double-digit win seasons, leading the Trojan with with the failed Chip Lindsay experiment coming in between their respective tenures. So that's what's going on in college football. Also, Greg Schiano, um, Rutgers is not terrible. They're mediocre, so they extended him, obviously, through the 2030 season. Now let's get to the actual good stuff. Wait, quarterback. Quarterback. No? 
Uh, Tom Allen got it, hired as the defensive coordinator at Penn State. You can State. do assist. Sorry, I only had the head coaching, so you can do the assistants. Go ahead. Yeah, Tom Allen got hired at Penn State for yeah, the defensive coordinator replacing Manny Diaz. Because Indiana was, was he, so good. Was he a defensive coach? What, what does this mean? What does this mean? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just make the sound next time. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt. Houston hired uh, Kevin Barbe. Uh, as off, off as offensive coordinator. Um, hold on, I saw one other one that I actually cared about. You said Gerard Parker. Um, Western Kentucky, no, that's an offensive line coach. How do you go from Manny Diaz? While you're still looking that up, how do you go from Manny Diaz, who is an who was at least an accomplished defensive coordinator before his failed head coaching experience at Miami, to Tom Allen? who I don't think was an accomplished defensive coordinator, took over Indiana, had one good season, which was the COVID season, which I will say through and through, except for Alabama that year, you throw everybody else out. With Michael Penix and Kalen DeBoer, his OC. Like, does Penn State purposely want to be more awful? There's no way Tom Allen is a better I mean, defensive coordinator than Manny so, Diaz. Makai, let me. You're you're 100 correct. Manny Diaz is probably one of the best defensive coordinators in the nation in the sport of football right now. To be to be frank with you, besides maybe the Jets' defensive coordinator, whoever runs that defense. Um. But let's let's put it this way: USC is expected to hire former Houston's defensive coordinator. Doug Belk as defensive backs coach. I don't know how good defensive coordinator uh, in how good defenses Houston was, but here's a better, here's a better one. Dante Williams, the dude that Doug Belk is replacing is going to Georgia to be their defensive backs coach. So spoiler alert, Georgia's going downhill from here because they won't have a defense anymore, but that's the talent pool we're working with is more my part, more my point. Like, it's not like we have a deep talent pool. So we got a head coach guy coming in. It's Penn State. They clearly like it. So, yeah, you pick Tom Allen. I don't even know. Is, is he a defensive-minded coach? Yeah. So he had a couple stints. Like, every, he, everything's been defense for him outside of the 90s. So between, like, 2000 up to his head coaching in 2016 has been, like, he was at USF. He was at Drake and Mississippi State. So, I, is, but like, is Mississippi State the most recent to Indiana? Like, what's the most recent no, job? No, uh, South Florida. It was like 2015, I think. They went like eight and five. He oh, was come on. no, like, he was a DC. He was the DC at Indiana before he got the full time gig. Again, right, humans two, are 2016, but like, right, right. But that's what I don't get. Like, I would understand if he was on a 12-1 and Georgia-Alabama squad. Name the national champion that year, right? The Ohio State, or in 2015, oh, I think it was Alabama. I see right? what you're saying. If he was on the if he was the defensive coordinator, he's on an 8-5 and USF. And now he's going to have to go stop, uh, I don't know, Penn State's schedule next year. But he's going to have to stop Washington and Oregon and USC, USC and UCLA. Because USC is their protected one of their protected I, games. I also don't understand why they hire recent head coaches. 
Like he's gonna Tom Allen's gonna be there for one to two years, and then he's gonna leave because he's gonna go for head coach because that's what he is. But but is he though? Like who who's gonna want like Indiana because he was alum there? there come on, there are some schools. There 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 is gonna be a team that's gonna want Tom Allen because I mean even though Indiana was bad, he kept that program at least competitive sometimes. Okay, sometimes. Holy Cross would love Tom Allen probably. Sometimes. Yeah, probably. You know, I'm sure Vanderbilt I, I, will do I, it. Not to be Makai with you uh, to your point. I don't know why we're not looking at a de- a, a mid major, a group of six defensive coordinator, and going. You want to come here? Is the Penn State fan base really that hungry for a for a for a name that's known? Yeah, yeah, they really probably. are. They don't have anything I, else to do, Micaiah. I would have been. <laughs> I would have been more impressed if they would have went and tried to get North Dakota State's head coach to be their defensive coordinator because that also yeah, but you're also coming from a team that's one the guy right. wins, you know, he wins right. like 80-90% of his games and at least he's a head coach that you know, if he leaves in 2 years, he's probably going to go for a pretty big job. You know what I mean? I, uh, defensive-minded head coaches who fail because that's what defensive-minded head coaches do in an offensive league um, do make really good defensive coordinators, I have found, over the years. Like, they're hard. I mean, look at Will Muschamp. Like, Will Muschamp is is a good defensive coordinator. I mean, he's the D.C. over at Georgia right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, like. There, there's a long history of failed defensive coordinators as head coaches that come back and just coordinate and do a bang up job. He's the co-defensive coordinator and safeties at Georgia. Yes. Thank you. Uh, it, why defensive court defensive minded head coaches don't work is because they can't connect with the quarterback. And when they need to get three yards on fourth down, I in disagree a big with you. Fourth, on a big fourth down, they can't, if the offensive coordinator calls something that is sketchy, they don't know any better. I think defensive coordinators don't work as head coaches, not as because of the play calls, but because it goes season to season. I think you're half right. I think the part of like not connecting as well is kind of the same because a defense doesn't connect the same way an offense connects. But I think it's more about the fact that I have a successful season as an offensive coordinator and I'm more likely to get offered a job than a successful season as a defensive coordinator. And as an offensive coordinator, I'm more likely to take said job. So I'm, you're more likely to see constant offensive coordinators who you got to score games, score points to win games. That's how this game works. You play to win the game. Like the Jets aren't good, even though the defense coordinator is good. This is this is where we are, you know. So I think it's more of a year to year and year in. You could have if you played four years, you could have four different offensive coordinators compared to Jim Harbaugh, who's like, this is how we do and we develop what we do from an offensive perspective. And I bring in different defensive schemes. I mean, it looks different from Don Brown to who's the dude, Mike, whatever his face is, Jesse Minter. Jesse yeah. Minter. Mike White, Mike Mike White guy, yeah, that guy, um, Jesse Minter. Sorry, I just wanted to call him a white guy. Jesse White guy, <clears throat> Jesse White guy. That, that white like, guy. It it looks different. It's similar, wow. but it still looks different, That's... and it's made. 
pretty racist, <laughs> but correct. <laughs> but it like it at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they'll put up thirty-two points against you every game. I mean, Robert, you you've spent more time in uh, football locker culture. rooms than no. Simeon and I. So, any insight on why? I mean, I now I say this knowing the two teams at the pinnacle of college sport sports right now are Alabama and Georgia, led by two defensive-minded head coach. But may I remind you that Kirby Smart did nothing at Georgia. Before he got, uh, not Mike Bobo, that's his current offensive coordinator. Before he got whoever the Ravens offensive coordinator is right now in there and Stetson Bennett to actually run the football and have a great scheme. Like Ed o- Ogeron is my go-to example every time. Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin, thank you. Ed Ogeron <laughs> was mediocre, mediocre, mediocre. Then he got that kid from New- the New Orleans Saints in there. And Joe Burrow and a whole, whole bunch of first-round wide receivers and was awesome. And then as soon as they left, terrible again. So uh, any thoughts or insights on this would be amazing. What am I giving my insights on? Uh, why defensive-minded head coaches just seem to struggle more than offensive-minded head coaches. Hey. Uh, I just think the main reason they struggle more is because, I mean – you've always lived off of the motion that defense wins championships. So it's like you have this, you can have the greatest defense out there, but when it comes to it, you still have to put the ball in the end zone. You know, you can do like Michigan for so long was the bend don't break mentality where the team would drive it all the way down to the red zone and we would hold them to either a turnover or a field goal, which was great, you know, because we were we got the ball back. It was awesome. But we just didn't have, like, the recruiting. Like, you know, you don't have the recruiting to bring in these offensive players who can get us back down the field to try and flip the field and score. And I think that's, you know, they're really good at recruiting defensive players because they know what they're looking for. But it's different when you're looking at offensive players and it's like, you know, you're looking at a defensive tackle. You want a dude with some fast feet, fast hands. He's going to get off the ball. The weight's different. The strength is different compared to an offensive, you know, an offensive guard center or tackle where you want the feet and the hands, but you don't necessarily want them to be like 250. You'd rather them at like 300 with all these attributes. And it's like the recruiting, it's a lot different and it's a lot it's a, just a different mentality that I think it's harder for them to kind of look at. I, I also think that defensive core, defensive minded head coaches, when they look at scheme, when they hire offensive coordinators, it's not the most up to date scheme that they can always get. Like that's their big downfall. <laughs> Exhibit A is Brady Hoke. Like Brady Hoke went out and they hired Alabama's offensive coordinator to run the football. Right as college football was moving away from the fullback and the eye formation and the offset eye and the huddle under the center when it was going more shotgun, more spread, more spread. Like there, I just feel like when it comes to offense, um, defensive minded head coaches are just one step behind. Um, but let's move on from. Can can I interject yeah. here with some random Pennsylvania news? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, obviously, it was I think early National Signing Day today. Is that 
sound about yeah. right. Robert Robert knows what's up. Yeah. Um, my guy representing Lancaster, PA, David Pale Pale from Mannheim Township has committed six three. 305 defensive line for Mannheim Township is going to Big Blue. He's coming. He's becoming a Michigan Wolverine. Hey, just, let's go. Uh, Mannheim so, Township. Yeah, a local guy for us. Uh, and what's his name again? I, you know, I'm definitely butchering the first name and I apologize. Yeah. But if you're watching this, um, I do. I did that with Devontae Smith for his entire career at Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. It's D.E. Y, V I D. Pale pale, yeah, that's about right. David pale pale, pale pale. Yeah, okay. Six three three oh five. Yeah. Nice. So well, Robert walk up probably play nose a little nose tackle. I would assume. Yeah. Right? Robert, per usual, no one from your area is ranked above two stars. So <sighs> amen. Bro. Ten out of ten. The two, the one, two. There were three, four stars in Pennsylvania. The one is from Bishop McDevitt. He's a wide receiver. He's going down to Alabama. Yeah, naturally. Okay. We also we uh, Bishop McDevitt had a lot of ranked dudes. Um, there is another guy going to Michigan. He looks like he's thirty five years old. His name is Cole Sullivan. He's from, from Central from Catholic. South Park. Oh. <clears throat> that works too. It's Cole uh, from Central Catholic. He's a linebacker out in Pittsburgh. But there's some other guys. A lot of people going to Pitt. Um, from Central York, um, there is another dude. Uh, some, my boy from Chester, Dominic Troy. Dude, you don't have to go to UConn to play. You can go somewhere else. You can go win. T- you're a three star. You're six five two fifteen as a tight end. You can go play wide receiver somewhere. You'll be okay. Or can, can someone go down to Chester and check my boy out? Because I think he needs help. Uh. <clears throat> Downingtown got a lot of people. Some dudes going to Kansas, Kent State, um, a lot of a lot of small schools, surprisingly. And I don't know if these people know that they're good enough to go play at a bigger school. I, I like how you're like you don't got to go to UConn. Like like you can go elsewhere. You can literally like, go. Here's here's my guy from Steelton High Spire, Andrew Irby. He's going to Ohio. He's a defensive. He's a defensive line. He'll there be a. Go. He'll be an edge, 6'2", 295. He's a three-star. You're a three-star from the middle of nowhere. Uh, sorry, from the hood, as it's referred to. <laughs> um, and you're going to crack area, Ohio. Wow. That's pretty racist, but correct. I'm not the one. I This is another dude named Jesse referred to it as the hood, okay? So not me the one being racist. Um, a dude... A dude who goes to uh, who goes to Bishop McDevitt from Lidditz is going. I forget where he's going. He's a white guy. He's a linebacker, and I think he's going to like JMU or something like that. <clears throat> okay. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the uh, oh main... ECU. He's going to Eastern Carolina. Excellent. So that wraps up the slightly problematic segment of where are Pennsylvania kids going? All right. And hold if up. They're from the you don't think Sealton's the hood. Never said that. I just don't think our skin tone is allowed to okay, say that. You live in Lidditz. Your house went up a hundred percent in value since 2020. Yeah. yeah. You're not one to talk. I, exactly. That's why I'm not. I at least live in a sketchy neighbor, semi sketchy neighborhood. 
in an 800 square foot apartment. All right. Okay. All right. And we're since I'm hosting, we're gonna come back on I'm over sorry. to, to so- you're right. You're to right. what I'm I want to talk about. I'm sorry. Uh, we're right. gonna talk about the transfer portal, specifically quarterbacks. So just a couple things I want to get people caught up. I think we covered last episode, but if not, Dante Moore, he was a five-star. He originally committed to Oregon. Then on the early signing day last year, he flipped to UCLA because he wanted to start. Entered the transfer portal after he had a rough kind of go of it. He did start as a true freshman. Eight touchdowns, 11 interceptions, something like that. Turned the ball over. He committed back to Oregon only after Dylan Gabriel entered the transfer portal is going from Oklahoma there. So he probably would have started after sitting behind Bo Nix, didn't want to do that. And now he's going to sit behind Dylan Gabriel. So that's quite interesting in and of itself. Um, more of a, more of a Testament to say, guys, like stick with your original commitment. Cause maybe things will just work out. It's okay to sit. Everyone wants to start, start, start right now. And here's a perfect example of kids who want to start, start, start right now. And I'm trying to find him his name. And he was the number one overall recruit or the number one quarterback in the 2023 class who committed to sit behind Caleb Williams and did last year. His name is Malachi Nelson. He would start probably next year for Lincoln Riley and USC. He has entered the transfer portal. A lot of people are thinking that Ohio State will be his drug of choice, as it were. Um, this is the transfer portal. I Apparently, USC's NIL pocketbook, pocketbooks are not as nearly as deep as what they should be being in Southern California. However, that doesn't surprise anyone with how bad Southern California seems to be getting. Womp womp. But I just think it's kind of conspicuous because if your ultimate goal is the NFL, which coach has put more quarterbacks in the NFL? Lincoln Riley. And let's include Caleb Williams. Lincoln Riley or Ryan Day? I know that's a very well, good point. I mean, it's not close. How, how, well, how Lincoln, long has Ryan Day been in there? Ryan Lincoln, Day's been there how many years? Lincoln Riley's put more quarterbacks in the NFL. Ohio State has the same amount of quarterbacks in the NFL as Lincoln Riley, but that's Lincoln, Ohio State Lincoln putting Riley, them in, not Lincoln you, Riley. If you take Justin Fields. Or if you put du- if you take Dwayne Haskins, that's Lincoln when- Riley has three starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. If you take Dwayne Haskins at that's when he took over as offensive coordinator. I'm answering Robert's question. I, I I'm completely on your side. If you take Dwayne Haskins, right. he put Dwayne Haskins, R.I.P. R.I.P. Justin Fields, right, and RIP. then C.J. Stroud. That's three. Right, almost so, R- not all right. RIP. So he's so doing we'll a great say- job. Two starting quarterbacks and Link has three, right? No, you can't say stu- two starting quarterback. CJ's the only one who's actually seemed to develop. Give give Justin Fields credit, but he Justin has developed. is starting. Right. Yeah, but he's still starting. Like I mean, yeah, but who's made an imp- start- who's made who's made an We're impact? Not don't 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 play this game. Not yet. We're not. We're, Let's we, not talk. We can't impact. we can't say the impact thing because Baker has been just dragging ass for how many years? I'm sorry. And I just made like, an impact you know, about Dwayne Haskins do, made an impact you, and then died. Nice. Do you know that um, 
that Baker Mayfield actually his QBR is better than Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but he likes to live dangerous. But meanwhile, Lincoln Riley has Baker starting. He has Kyler starting. He has. I'm going to give okay. him credit for. Okay, if we want to talk about like the whole productivity thing, and no, you want to put Kyler's talk, name no. in there, I we didn't say impact. We didn't say productivity. We just said impact. Because, There's a just difference. because his KD in Call of Duty is astronomical, but he can't read the playbook because he's like Jamarcus Russell, like. No, that will require him to be big and tall. Because right now, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins have like the same quarterback like ability. Okay, so so let's get it's back on good. track. It's let's get good. back on track. Lincoln has his last three quarterbacks are starting, and let's just call it four because we know Caleb is going top five. Okay, minimum. So four right? two. Let's, I mean, that's let's so just, close. It's two and four, but I think this is where we have to get into impact. Who is or who is set up better for an NFL career? An Ohio, and let's put it this way: an Ohio. To answer your question, an Ohio State quarterback has not made an impact until C.J. Stroud at the Texans. He literally took them from the basement to middle of the table. True. C.J. Stroud has made an impact. Do we Before also have that, to look at na- name me name me one Ohio State quarterback? Just Ohio State. Before C.J. Stroud, none. You can't that actually did something. You can't. You can't. And you, we can play the Justin Fields. I'll give you Justin Fields. I'll give right. you two. Okay. Name one before him. Yeah, you can't. Hard stop. Link's, right Lincoln starts at Baker. Starts Baker. at yeah, Baker. and has gone four for five, my guy. <laughs> so we're <laughs> hello here's the thing. here. Are so. Ohio State, I'm giving you the entire history of Ohio State, and you can give me two quarterbacks, and you give me four of five of one guy, and you say he doesn't make an impact? I'm not saying he doesn't make an impact, but you're saying that, like, that Link is, like, just way better at producing these quarterbacks than what Also, I like calling him Link. We're calling him Link. So, if it's only four versus two, I mean, it's not, like, a dramatic thing. I mean... Like... I understand that Cardell Jones and like and Dwayne Haskins obviously didn't make RP. as big of an impact as they did. RP. But do we also have to look at the teams that these guys are getting drafted to in the no, same for, instance? For sure. Like, for sure. Yeah, that, 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 you can't tell me wait, wait, not wait, let me more my, of a let, let me get my point in real quick. People are going to undervalue what Baker has done. So, exactly. so, so, so let's just look at Baker just real quick. Cause I know you bring up Baker and you're like, what has Baker done? Okay. Quarterback in every single starting season, known back to back for the Cleveland Browns. Baker gets there, has started four straight season, gets traded, now has a better QBR in Tampa with an aging roster, a team that is dead last in the NFL and running the game. Just went into Lambeau and did a perfect passer rating. First quarterback, visiting quarterback ever to do that. Kyler, I think Kyler's actually had the worst career over Baker. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And then Jalen Hurts seems like a, uh, depending on what week you get him, seems like a legitimate superstar in the NFL. I don't know if you can give Lincoln Hurts. He was there for one year. Yeah, but he was not. He was not. He was. He was he not getting drafted in the passer. second round. He was he not was a second still, round quarterback at Alabama. He was still good at Alabama, though. 
he was good, but he was not throw from the pocket as good as he was. Yeah, but he wasn't great Lincoln. at Oklahoma either, though. He was a lot better than Alabama. Yeah, he got he better, got but benched. it's not like he got he got benched because he couldn't complete a five yard out route in the national title game against Georgia. Yeah, and he got benched by a person who is still doing like okay. Like, who's having the better NFL career, Tua or Hurts? I would say Hurts right now because Hurts made the it was second in MVP voting yeah, right last now year, made hurts. a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. So it's Hurts right now. So you're just gonna say that that's all Link. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna I forgot give, about yeah, Spencer. Rattler. I have. We have I to... have. A, I have. A, don't. You said, we're not, don't. We're not going to talk about that trade. You said. You said four out of five, Simeon. You were correct. You said four out of five for Lincoln Riley. Uh, of, and, his, of, and his, uh, of his. Quarter, of his quarter. Of his Oklahoma. He also was a quarterback coach at Eastern Carolina. I don't know who his quarterbacks were there. Okay. Well, let's not. Let's not. Let's not do that. Let's just go, go since Lincoln's been relevant. But if you're Mal again, if you're Malachi Nelson, where else? I mean, you better the reason Ohio Will State. Howard is transferring to USC. Well, that's not a done deal yet either. Uh, just some other Most players likely. to jump in the portal on twelve nineteen, which was yesterday. Braylon Braxton, he is a redshirt sophomore, I believe, from Tulsa. He's in the portal. Zach- He's a white guy, right? Black guy, Zach Gibson. No, he is not. Yeah, dude Braylon. named Braylon Braxton is black. Okay, take the tone out of your voice. <laughs> okay, you have to admit, Braylon. Yes, Braxton. When I, when I heard Braylon Braxton on a, you on assumed podcast, it was a white guy. I a hundred percent assumed it was the white okay. guy. Okay, I'm yes. not the only one going crazy here. Chandler Morris, who is a white guy. <laughs> Is transferring from TCU, uh, Malachi Nelson from SC. Here's a big one, right Racism here. Racism doesn't exist just with those two names. KJ Jefferson is entering transfer portal. He's a graduate student from Arkansas. Arkansas interested in Miami. Miami though is also interested. Excuse me. Is also interested in. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find him. The guy from. His name is escaping me. I just liter- literally heard it today. Can't help you out here. Yeah, um, there's only a thousand people on the. Yeah, there's only a thousand people. Which I one? Know. Cam Ward, Malachi. Or That's Malik it. Murphy. Cam Ward. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the first time. Literally uh, first try. Which, which one? Uh, Cam Ward. So Miami wants Cam Ward. Florida State wants Cam Ward. From what I understand, if Cam Ward chooses Florida State, they want KJ Jefferson. If Cam Ward chooses Miami, Florida State wants KJ Jefferson. So KJ Jefferson is going to end up playing whichever team he snubs, which would be a big thing. Um, a big he should go to hubbub. KJ Jefferson should go to Ohio State. It actually makes more sense with his play style. Because that's like the same play style that um, Fields and JT Barrett. Yeah, that like run and shoe kind of scheme. It's only one year, though. If I'm bringing in a quarterback, I want him young. 
but you also have to look at the state that Ohio State is in right now. They need this <laughs> one year. So, um, to did you guys talk about Malik Murphy? I don't remember you guys talking about Malik. No, Murphy. thank you. I I was bringing him up next. Malik Murphy is also transferring from Texas, and he will not be on the roster in their game against Washington, which means Arch Manning is the backup. Which means that Arch Manning, if he sticks around, will be probably the projected starter after next season when Quinn Ewards leaves. Which is exactly what it means. Like, and and let's all remember, Quinn Ewers has missed a total of five game, five or six games in the last two seasons due to injury. Oh, Quinn Ewers. Sorry, I thought you said Arch Manning. Arch Manning Manning might start some games next year. Um, see now, Robert. I'm surprised with how well Malik Murphy did. Malik Murphy to Ohio State. That that's your running. Yeah, that's, that yeah, that right would there. that would make sense too. But I think I think Malik. It's a very Jalen Hurts type person, except he can probably throw the ball better than Jalen. A little bit right now, yeah. I think Malik would do better at uh, Wisconsin than he would Ohio State. Oh, no. Because of Ohio, because you're, of you're, I'm saying no because you're right. Because Wisconsin is trying to go with that more air raid system and Malik has a big arm, but they always have that running back that really knows how to just, you know, Braylon Allen, they all, you know, Len Dawson, all that kind of stuff. Like Melvin Gordon, the third. Yeah. Like they've, that, that would be an ideal position for him to go, but no one wants to go to Wisconsin at this point. Plus he would have, what's his nuts at? Which is dumb. You have Ryan day. The Cincinnati. Longo, Luke Fick. Luke Fick. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not Ryan Day. Luke, you have Luke Fick. I'm sorry. It was a white guy with black hair. You have Luke Fickle, who coaches there, who's a proven, pretty good coach. Top tier, all things considered. A white man! Good, good offensive mind at a big name school that is Wisconsin, who flies under the radar, but like. I don't know why you wouldn't, maybe, besides money, but I hate that I have to bring that up. Like, why do I have to bring up money now? Well, because it is, it, I mean, this is free agency. This is what the transfer portal is turned into. Also, I, what's Michigan doing? Besides, well, okay, I know that they're so focusing I would, on, I know that they're focusing on this, on their, you know, their playoff thing and Harbaugh giving out cheeseburgers. I, like, I was just about to bring up Michigan. The fact that uh, Dante Moore did not come home and is instead going to Oregon. Makes me think a couple things are happening at Michigan. Maybe J.J. McCarthy is going to wait until play one more year and no. try to up his draft status and go for the number one overall pick. No, no, that's fair. Number two, Harbaugh has told quarterbacks, I'm sure all these guys say the same thing, you're going to come in and you're going to compete for the job. That Alex Orgy is going to be projected number one. The fact that Alex Orgy is as talented as he is, and I understand he's probably not a good polished pocket passer, but his ability to run that football for a running football team, 60% running football team, would be Cam Newton-esque in that one year for Auburn. Colin Kaepernick for Harbaugh during the 49ers. 
or he actually did tell uh, what's their five stars name that just signed <laughs> Dylan. Um, no, you're, you're thinking Raiola, but um, I am thinking Raiola. Um, they just find they oh, just signed a four or five star quarterback in this class, and Harbaugh did promise him the reins. First thing, and so he's telling recruits that Jaden Davis. Jaden Davis. Sorry, Jaden Davis. I will know your name by the end of next no, season. Jayden Daigle. No, it's Jaden Daigle. Is that who you're thinking of? No, oh, there's Jayden a Jaden Daigle. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Guys. Um, Move on. Speaking <laughs> of Dylan speaking of Dylan Riola. He committed to Georgia last week. It's like, okay. I, I, I what, was, speaking of pausing him. for Dry, dramatic, dramatic effect. effect. Oh my gosh, you guys are relentless. <laughs> Dylan Riola committed to Georgia last year. Senior in high school, committed when he was a junior. Then this offseason flips to Nebraska. What, does this say anything about Matt Rule and his culture? Dylan Riola, I did not know this until I listened to the College Game Day podcast does have ties to Nebraska. His dad played at Nebraska. Granddad played at Nebraska. His uncle's the line, the offensive line oh, coach, yeah. I think. It makes he sense has, now. He has ties to Nebraska. It makes oh. sense, but doesn't make sense. Because it makes sense because of the family ties, but it doesn't make sense because he literally transferred to the state of Georgia <laughs> to play high school football in Georgia yep. to be closer to the campus. So like that portion doesn't make sense, but him going to Nebraska does make sense. But it's just like, why? Like, what What have you seen at Nebraska that says, I can be the quarterback to turn this ship around? Because they don't have, like, what's their scheme? They don't have a scheme other than the quarterback runs for his life. Like, it, it's not a, a read option system. It's not an air raid system. It's like a Go. They they they, they want to be a Michigan system. I think they want to be power football play action. But I will come back to this point, and I said it earlier in the podcast. If you name me a, a quarterback that started as a true freshman, game one true freshman in college football, and was a top tier NFL quarterback, I don't even think Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning started as Peyton a true Manning freshman. Start. Well, was he a redshirt freshman? Right, Trevor was a freshman came, when he started. Trevor Lawrence came in week six after playing on and off. Like he would probably be my closest. Probably there yeah. is benefit to learning the job, and let's call it what it is. It's now a job to go play college football because you're getting paid. Yeah, I think we have to look at it differently now because it used to be sitting and watching. Right, Tom Brady, great example. Right. Five, five years at Michigan, yeah. Five years at Michigan, fought for everything. You go and you watch his – highly recommend watching his NFL Films documentary. But, like, fought for the job. But he wouldn't have been Tom Brady if he didn't stay at Michigan. Every single year he fought for the job, especially years three, four, five. His fifth year, he was – he took him to a bowl game and won, like a – 10 win season or whatever and had to fight for the starting job again wouldn't have been Tom Brady without that. Yeah. So you're right. Basically is what I'm saying. And yeah. I'm trying to look up college football, freshman college yeah. football quarterbacks 
who had a career in the NFL. You good there, Robert? You good? Yeah, like every like everything kind of got like real scratchy for a minute, and then like my web page kind of crashed, and I was like, "What happened?" But then everything's no, so we're good. Okay, but I also so back on the point. Yeah, a lot of like especially like the older coaches like Harbaugh, you know, like Jimbo and stuff like that. A lot of them have that philosophy where most of your freshmen quarterbacks don't start yeah so it's like and a lot of that you know i mean look at jj jj sat behind Cade, Cade, you know and Cade did great and jj learned from Cade, you know i and i think that's just the biggest thing with the nfl too like like none of these like, kids learn like i want right like i am a manager right now in a healthcare facility, right? When I got out of nursing school, I didn't go right to being a manager. I had to learn how to nurse first. Hey, did you know that <clears throat> Ronnie Bell's brother is a quarterback for Michigan right now? Yes, I did. Uh, I did you know Sorry that, old, that old Miss is cleaning up in the portal? They oh have, my gosh. Of, trans, of the transfer portal rank, according to 24-7 Sports, they have Walter Nolan. He is the number one overall um, number one overall transfer portal. They have. I'm not even gonna try him. They have the edge from Florida. He's the number ten overall. They have the number eleven overall player. He's an edge from Tennessee. And they have uh, Antoine Wells, Juice Wells from South Carolina. He's the number fifteen overall recruit. They are cleaning up in the portal right now. Uh, however, the number one overall team in the portal is the same number one overall team last year it is the colorado buffaloes guys will dion have a better season than four and eight back to back number one overall recruiting transfer portal classes yes he's gonna go five and seven (laughs) yeah well he's going to a much easier conference so i mean in a way they very well though oh my god yeah no, so I, so who who's who's the big dog in the Big Twelve next year? Well, let's look. It's probably Utah, right? So it's Utah. Utah's going to walk. I'm in just I'm just wondering. Who, he doesn't have as good of an offense as he thinks he has. Speaking I, of defensive minded head coaches, so and like the Big Twelve is known for their offenses. So offensive, it seems like he's putting together also a much Oklahoma State. Did we forget line. about Oklahoma State? No, because Guys? they did because they don't know who the hell they're playing half the time. That's fair. Like, that's the whole thing is you have Colorado who was abysmal in the Pac-12. And the Pac-12, I mean, was juggernaut central for a little bit there between Oregon, USC, Washington. You know, Utah was doing its thing. You had Oregon State who went good one week, okay next week, to going to, okay, so now we got Cincinnati, BYU, Kansas State, who's on and off sometimes. Baylor, who forgets they have a football program. Kansas, who has a football program, but then they forget huh. they have a football program by week nine. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they honestly win the conference, but with like a like a seven and six record. You know, like it's be one of those kind of things where it's like, 
okay, you have a power five champion at eight and five. I, uh, Raheem sorry, Sanders I, is going to go to South Carolina. Michigan did get a corner out of his West son Lincoln. who plays. No, no Raheem, that... uh, different Sanders, Rocket Sanders. Oh, okay. Um, Michigan got a corner out of Western Kentucky. Julian Fleming went to Penn State. I don't know if anyone knew that. I, just I saw that outright. That was, but they, but Ohio, but Ohio State got the number one wide receiver in the sure, year's yeah, because yeah. that that's worked class. out so well for Marvin Harrison Jr. By the way, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to the draft. Stop. Good for him. Stop. Well, I don't know this for he's still debating. Oh. Stop. He's going to the he draft. Okay. Um, he, he should go get I, his bag, and he'll be in the NFL for five years, I wanna, and then he'll go retire. Exactly. I want to end with this. Hold on. I have a list okay. Okay, go of, ahead. of uh, an eight-person list of, according to Chat, chat TPT, okay. who quarterbacks who started games in college as a true freshman and also started games in the NFL. So oh. my net is wide. Okay. Number one, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. <clears throat> Number two, Dante Culpepper. Okay. Number three, Rex Grossman. Jesus. Number four, number four, Eli Manning. Okay, there's your first Hall of Famer. Number five, Matthew Stafford. And second Hall of Famer. Dante Culpepper is a Hall of Famer. Is Dante is is he a Hall of Famer? Is that a question or a statement? Um, I guess more of a question. Question: Are you if he is? And question: Do you think he is? I I no, I don't think Dante Culpepper is. That that's what I like. Simi, I was thinking like Simi. I was like. I kind of figured he would be one. Like, uh, obviously not up. first ballot, but... Maybe I am not as up-to-date on my Dante Culpepper uh, history, and if I am not, I do apologize. Is, is Dante um, Culpepper a Hall of Famer? I, I'm looking it up. Okay. Uh, number six, Sam Bradford. Number seven, Jameis Wilson. And lastly, and surely leastly, Josh Rosen. <laughs> God, that was such a bad thing. Josh Rosen? Yeah. That dude had a ton of talent. Big arm. Uh, Dante Culpepper is in the... He's not in the college, in the football, NFL. He's in the Florida High School Athletic Association Hall of Fame. Um, Interesting. Okay. Well, again... He's and that also, just kind of goes to my point. I mean, that's a list of eight quarterbacks, and like three of them are Hall of Famers, he's right? A fifty of the he's one of the fifty of the greatest Vikings. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. He's the NFL passing yards leader in two thousand four, touchdown leader in two thousand. Randy Moss, Randy Moss, Randy Moss. He threw for three thousand yards on. on uh, sorry, he threw three thousand two hundred times, completed it sixty three percent of those times. His touchdown to interception is one forty nine to one oh six. He has a career passer rating of eighty seven, rushing yards of twenty six hundred, yeah. and rushing touchdowns of thirty four. Not besmirching the dude. Duke can throw the football, but I am saying it helps to have Randy Moss. I mean, yeah, he would do a lot better than I would. Hundred percent. Yeah, but Rand, but I could throw. I could throw for. I could go for two touchdowns and two interceptions and 350 yards in an NFL game if I had Randy Moss. <laughs> yeah, you need. You would need two Randy Mosses. <laughs> two. Uh, fine. But still, like and a know. stellar offensive line and a Roman <laughs> Wilson catching a catching a, a yeah. and a <laughs> heck of a lot of bubble helmet. screens, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So here, move I'll, your last thing. Yeah. All right, I want to finish with this. 
and then we're going to get out of here. Everyone is saying, so I, I'm looking over the transfer portal list. Neilan Green, corner from Georgia transferring. AJ Harris, corner from Georgia transferring. Um, uh, Jamin Damis Johnson, linebacker from Georgia transferring. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. from Georgia transferring, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Brock Vandergriff's quarterback transferring. Georgia's having a lot of players leave. Everyone is freaking out. Here comes the end of the Georgia dynasty. My take, I'm going to pass it around the buck then. This is not concerning. This tells me that the culture at Georgia is so good that they can have 10 plus players enter the portal, top players, and still be all right. I've never been in a football locker room. I don't know what it's like. I just watch it. I know the interviews. I know what coaches say. I consume it at a high, high level. Okay. I am a plus at consuming football content. So Robert, please could correct me if I'm wrong, but I guarantee you that you can tell the difference in kids who are there to, for the team and the culture and who are them there for themselves and the glory and the accolades. And I'm not saying the two can't go hand in hand, but when you have a national championship team and kids are leaving, that tells me that those kids are there more for themselves, and again, I could be wrong, than they are for the culture and the championships. I think Georgia's going to be just fine. I think Georgia's going to roll next season. Wouldn't surprise me if Georgia wins the Natty next season. So I'm going to tell Georgia fans, just relax. Um, thoughts? Anyone? Uh, Robert, Robert, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, kids leave all the time. And chances are if one kid is leaving, you're probably bringing in another kid who is going to be as good, if not better, um, when it comes to the kids that are there for like the accolades and the kids that are there because of the culture, you know, especially with the NIL deals and the way college football is right now and the fact that it's a job and the ultimate goal isn't necessarily to win. Now, for the coaches, the ultimate goal is to win the national championship. That's the ultimate goal. For the kids, the ultimate goal is to get to the NFL. If you win a national championship on the way that helps, it's a big resume builder. So for a kid to go to college for the accolades and to get to the NFL, the money and everything, I mean, you can't blame them because that's part of the game. That's what your four-star, five-star recruits generally are. You know, they don't really, you know, most of your, I'm not saying all of them, but most of them, you know, they could, you know, really care less about tradition, systems, all that stuff. As long as they get to the NFL, awesome and make money on the way your two stars three stars are the kids who aren't being recruited as heavy but they still get into these schools off of you know like they're kind of the last ones to get in almost like you know michigan takes those kids but a lot of those kids it's more about 
They want to go to Michigan because, you know, they had family that went to Michigan. They want to be Michigan men. They want to build that tradition, keep that, you know, they want to be team 145, 146, 147. And that's where you see your older schools like Michigan, Notre Dame and stuff like that. You see the culture kind of keep going, keep going, keep going. But then it also stays with like the coaches too. But I mean, the ultimate goal is to go to the NFL. If we're playing college football, we have to be honest about it. I mean, eventually culture is going to die. Culture is eventually going to die in college football, especially if they go to that subdivision, because then there is no culture. Well, yes and no. There will be fan culture, and we'll see what fan bases actually stick around and what fan bases don't. But if the fan, much like like I said, and the only reason I bring this up and disagree with you on the culture aspect is because I compared what was happening to what happened in English soccer, and there's a very big parallel, and that's basically what exists now. There is no culture at Liverpool. You know, there is, but there isn't. You know, there probably was in the 1880s, but like... It's good. It's like a modif- modification of the culture to like a new culture. A hundred percent. It's all fan and fan, fan base driven. culture. Correct. Compared to Instead actually of locker room. Suit an athlete. What the yeah. Culture is. yeah. Correct. Yeah. So no, 100%, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm wrong so, by saying it would die, but it would just I, be modified. I, I agree with Robert here a hundred percent. And you want to ask your question. So go. So Robert, you said that these kids, the goal is to get to the NFL. Why is the goal to get to the NFL? You get paid, right? Right. Not anymore. Yes and no. Because no, I, I, I understand it, it's less. Like, and and yeah, I, I don't want I to mean, just besmirch any kid trying to get paid. 100% you should get paid. But what I'm saying is if you're trying to get to the NFL to get paid and Georgia – who ha- who's put out more defensive talent in the last three years than Georgia? Look at the Philadelphia Eagles the roster. Eagles. Yeah. Like, half of it is Georgia. Yeah. National championship plus NIL. And I understand Georgia doesn't have deep NIL pockets yet, but it'll come around. I And, and I understand. And it makes me sad because you are right to an extent that culture is going to shift and it's going to be tradition is going to go out the tradition is going to be a byproduct team 189 for michigan that's just going to be a byproduct oh yeah i'm part of team 189 well what is why are you counting team names like that so like that's going to be like right now blake corman jj mccarthy donovan edwards zach zinter i'm part of team 144 i'm part of the team that took down ohio state for a third straight time going to the college football playoff. You know, if they win the natty, uh, we took down Alabama in the Rose Bowl. We took down Texas, Washington, whoever, in the natty. Team 144 did that. Like, there's pride behind that. So, I I understand. I I just think in transfer portal land, whether you have an old Miss, you get every top dog. You have a Colorado. You have the number one transfer portal recruiting class. You have Georgia whole bunch of kids left you have michigan you don't do anything you just gotta wait and see it play out because sometimes transfer portals get rid of bad eggs transfer portal brings in good eggs grass ain't always greener but sometimes it fits you better in life and with that being said we're gonna get on out of here 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This has been another rendition of the More Than One Podcast. I have been your host, Captain Bourne. Next to me is CFB3, Roberto. And Admiral, you're like that always. Keeping it sassy. Until next time, wash your hands, you filthy animals.